wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. My goal with Hunting Day is to share experiences. Well, my guest today is Brody Prudnick. Me and you, man, we've shared a lot of experiences. We maybe missed the target a few times. We won't tell anybody about all that stuff. I don't um, recall. That's my goal with this podcast is to say, look, we're not just killing animals. We are creating memories. So Brody, I put you on a pedestal because I know about five people personally could call a turkey and sound sexy. You know, if, if you're the uh, the big bird, you're the stud, you want to puff up and strut your stuff. I call it picking up a hot bird. All right, everybody, we are here with another episode of Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. I am your host, Stephen Robbins, and I actually have a really good guest for you today. He is a longtime friend of mine, and uh, he probably wouldn't tell you that, but that's all right. <laughs> I think I would. I think I would. Okay. Well, my guest today is Brody Prudnick, and me and Brody go way back to, what, 2011, I believe it is, when I moved into an apartment complex in Star City, West Virginia, right there in the heart of Morgantown. And uh, Brody's grandparents were my neighbors, and me and Brody hit it off pretty good, I'd say. We spent a lot of time in the backyard shooting bows, chasing deer and uh killing some turkeys and uh that's what we're going to talk about on this episode we're going to talk turkey and what the 2022 turkey season looks like and then we're also going to let brody tell us and give us some tips and tricks on what he does to kill some turkeys but uh brody tell us a little bit about yourself because you spent a lot of time in the hunting industry and uh you actually were working with curtis fleming there for a while right Yeah, man. So it was always my goal to get into the outdoor industry. Excuse me, guys. I'm having a little trouble with my voice today, but I always wanted to be in the outdoor industry, always wanted the TV show. Um, And I think that's why you and I hit it off, Steve, because it was like, I saw your truck. I knew you were filming hunts. I was just getting into college at the time and I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, network, network. That's what everybody says, network. And so, you know, we hit it off instantly, both, you know, quality guys. I could tell you, you were raised right. And uh, we just shared that passion for the outdoors. And so that's what, uh, that's what I loved about you. And then instantly I could tell you knew how to shoot a bow. I think I proved myself. Absolutely. So, we, we had a good time out there. We, we maybe missed the target a few times on those, you know, 60, 70 yard shots. We won't tell anybody about all that stuff. But, I don't um, recall. <laughs> well, you didn't miss. I, I missed. So, I like but anyways, that yeah. Curtis Fleming, man, I, I came across him um, through college and I had the opportunity to do some sales and marketing with him. So that put me in some cool opportunities. I was uh, at ICAST, which is a large fishing show around the, the U.S. And I met a lot of the, the pro fishermen. And um, that was a great opportunity. Um, I was there for about a year and then, and then I kind of changed career paths. But <clears throat> another thing that was really cool tied into this hunting that we're talking about was I started a little product review channel called wallow 
Yeah, related to, you know, elk wallowing in in, uh, the breeding season and everything. And I did actually go to ATA show and shot some product reviews. And, you know, I'm drinking beer with Lee and Tiffany and all kinds of stuff, man. So that was a great opportunity and a and a pretty cool tale about, you know, going after something you want to do. And here I am with this small little business, go to the ATA show and I'm there with all my idols. You know what I mean? And you have an experience like that too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Uh, My first ATA show, I'm like, I don't even belong here. Right. These people, uh, I grew up watching them and here I am, I'm hanging out. um, And for the most part, most of them, most of these people were just like me and you, man, they just loved to hunt. They loved sharing their experiences with people and that's you know that's what we do here and that's my goal with hunting day is to share experiences right and so me and you man we've shared a lot of experiences i can just a real quick story about brody uh he shot a deer in the morgantown urban archery season and it was a spot that i knew really well and i'm glad he got in there and was able to hunt it and he needed somebody to help him find his deer right remember this one and goes all the way down to the lake right and they don't call wvu mountaineers for no reason i mean we're in mountains right and i'm like daggone of all times to be friends with this guy i gotta help him get this deer out of here it was a good buck too man he was he was it was awesome and I, i i think about that like that was so cool because even though i wasn't there when you shot this deer I was a part of that. Like I was a part of that hunt now and to be able to experience that with you is just so cool. And I don't think a lot of people get that. And that's what I'm trying to, that's my goal with this podcast is to say, look, there is so much more about what we're doing. We're not just killing animals. We are creating memories, creating memories with friends, with families, and also for ourselves, right? Because being, I don't want to get all like, uh, but basically being happy, right? Mental health is important. And I'm not going to go down that trail, right? But to be able to do the things that you like to do and that fill your cup, that's important. But to be able to do it with friends and family, that's that's way cooler, in my opinion. And uh, you, You're great at that, man. You, you got the... Uh, the wife and kids and you guys are always shooting all kinds of animals. And uh, I I think that's one thing that is a challenge. I want to say like in your mid twenties and early thirties is you're in this transition period in life. And if, if you're not with somebody, you're not married or so be it. And, and then if you are, does your wife even like that type of stuff? I'm far away from a lot of my buddies that I grew up with doing this kind of stuff, hunting and fishing. So you're right, man, any moment, even if it's just, Hey, Stevie, I need your help dragging this deer out. You share that last hour of the hunt. It's so special, man. It's so special. And that's what it's truly about is the camaraderie. Absolutely. Absolutely. So So we're going to transition now, right? So we've talked about deer hunting. Let's talk turkey, right? So Brody, I put you on a pedestal and I want you to know that, right? Because I know about five people personally that I would say, could call a turkey from four ridges over and sound sexy that he would want to come talk to you and you smack him in the face. Right. And that's what you do. And I want to know, I tell our listeners, tell these people what it takes to kill a turkey and to do it consistently. Cause anybody can go do something and get lucky. 
but what does it take to consistently do something? And so let's talk about scouting, the do's and don'ts. You know, Stevie, I'll say at first, every great turkey hunter learned from an even better turkey hunter. And I've had that opportunity here in Morgantown, uh, a good friend of mine, Jennings Sisler. I don't know if you met him. You may have come across him at one point, but yep. this guy, the, the day that I started hunting with him, even the first time we hunted, you know, he had a totally different approach and I'll tie this back into the scouting part, but he never really sat on a bird he got as close as he could to a bird. And I, and I just recall growing up with my buddy, John Paul, we didn't know what we were doing. Nobody we hunted with knew how to turkey hunt. So we're hearing gobbles 400, 500 yards away, and we're setting up, putting a decoy out and calling at those birds all morning. And yeah, absolutely. We never saw those things. We never saw them. We probably did that every day of the season and never killed a turkey for the longest time in high school, middle school, whatever. Then I come up here and I start spending more time with a guy who knows how to turkey hunt. And yep. that's my number one recommendation. Everyone, if, if you're trying to learn how to hunt, you're trying to be successful, just like anything in life, find a mentor, somebody that has success. So if, if you don't have anybody that has turkey hunting success, you know, find some YouTube videos, really dig deep and, and learn about it because it is a totally different skill set than deer hunting. Yeah. Okay. So the, the scouting aspect, you know, believe it or not, I don't, I don't do a whole lot of preseason scouting. I do a lot of like day before scouting. Right. So uh, the number one thing is you got to find property with turkeys. The, there's got to be, you know, the proper trees there where the birds are going to roost. Um, during the, the mating season, which is the spring, um, there's got to be some open terrain, right? Turkeys want to strut. You know, if, if you're the, uh, the big bird, you're the stud, you want all the women to see those feathers, right? Yep. You want to <laughs> puff up and strut your stuff, right? So he's got to have some open area, some, some green grass, I would say, to, to really show himself. So um, back in the day, Larry's, you know, we hunted that together, yeah. one at one property, Stevie. And, uh, you know, the coal mines there, the big open area coal mines, there's birds strutting all over that because the hens can see these gobblers from a hundred, 200 yards away. And so in the spring, these hens see that, you know, big dominant bird and naturally they want to go to him. Right. Yep. So yeah, the scouting part guys, um, it, it's as simple as, you know, locating some birds. If, if you're driving on a road and, and you see some turkeys out in the fields at night, in the evening, uh, a lot of the time after, a, uh, excuse me, a rainstorm, birds come out of the woods to dry out their feathers. So a great time to find turkeys is, you know, an evening as the sun's going down, the, these birds after a rainstorm, they're out, you know, strutting those feathers out, trying to dry before they fly up into the trees for, for that night. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my main tip on the scouting part is, okay. you know, you, you got to find the food, find, find the, the open terrain where birds can strut. I'm sure in the spring you'll, you'll find some birds um, in, in places like that. So, yep. So you talked about the proper trees for these birds to roost in. What's a tree that you look for? Large oaks, man. Okay. They've got to have uh, a lot of the time you, you got to have a big, strong limb on these trees, right? These birds are roosting anywhere from 30, 40 feet up sometimes, even higher. You know, I, I'm not your best uh, 
you know, I didn't take forestry and all that kind of stuff. Maybe you're better at it, Stephen, than me. But um, a lot of the time, those big old oak trees, um, ridges, look for ridges. The highest point often on a piece of property is where you're going to find the turkeys because that gives them the advantage you know, when they're looking for the hens in the morning, when, when the sun comes up, they can see the furthest distance. They can see where am I going to fly down to that little lady that wants to hang out with me in the morning. Yeah. So the highest point is always your best place to start. If you if you have 30, 40 acres or whatever it be to hunt, look for the highest point on that property and the tallest trees. And if there's turkeys on that property roosting, you're going to find them there. Yep. Awesome. All right. So you found them, right? You, you put them to bed for the night. You wake up the next morning. You get in there nice and early. Do you set up decoys? Does it matter what time type of, or time of the year that it is and what type of decoys are you using based off the time of the year? Yeah, Stevie, I, I do. If, if I have a good pinpoint on birds, and, and I'll be honest, a lot of the turkey hunting I do is, is run and gun, man. I like to you know, attack a new property one day, not know anything about it and, and just call and, and walk and call and pick up. I call it picking up a hot bird. Sometimes you find a long beard that's lonely late in the morning on a new piece of property. And he's the easiest one to call in because he doesn't have any hens dictating what he's doing. He just hears you. He thinks you're a lonely hen and he's coming on a rope. Now the birds we're talking about, you know, um, in these trees roosted, you've got them pinpointed. I will set up decoys and I'll make sure I'm there in the pitch black because you give uh, a long beard, the slightest bit of light and you're too close to his roost. He's blowing off the roost. Yep. Um, or he sees something below him with enough light and he's not going to gobble. He'll stop gobbling. So he'll be up on the roost. You hear him gobbling, you know where he is and you get too close in the daylight or even a little bit of light. And he's, he's done gobbling. You blew the whole hunt because he knows something's not right under him. He wants to see, he wants to see the hens in the trees. And if it's not the hens right next to him, then he wants to know there's hens walking in, which he'll be able to see when it's daylight. Yep. And, and then he's going to fly down to him. And, uh, and then after that, I'm sure your next question would be, okay, what's the play after that? Well, you got to know where the birds are going. Yep. The most success I've had in turkey hunting is, uh, is knowing what direction those birds want to go. Gotcha. So let's say you figured out which way they're going. They're coming into your decoys or you're running and gunning, right? And you've got this bird. He's, he's hot and heavy. He, he's, you're working him, right? It's textbook. And you get him within range. Now, every weapon has an effective range, right? What's your go-to weapon? You know, I really like to to turkey hunt with shotguns, man. I, I'm still your your 12 gauge guy. Um, a lot of guys are shooting 410s these days with some TSS tungsten super shot. I'll get into that in a second, but I love the 12 gauge. I got a little red dot on it, and that thing is deadly. And I tell you what, I've tried to get into the bow hunting a little bit, but I have messed up so many times. These birds will make you mess up so many times. I feel that I have not <laughs> taken enough turkeys out of the flock yet for me to bow hunt them. I, I can tell you I have missed more turkeys with a bow than I have missed any animal with a bow. And it is so frustrating because just when you think you've got it, you – Something so stupid is not rearranging after he strutted away 
five yards, seven yards, whatever it is, and you send one right underneath of him, and you're like, this was it. This was the one, right? But uh, So I'm going to yeah. touch on the 410, right, because yeah. I'm a 12-gauge guy. I want to send as much at that turkey's head or his neck as I possibly can, right? And my 12-gauge, I want to say I'm almost two ounces with my TSSs, right? And I shoot TSSs out of 12-gauge because I can't call turkeys that good, and I'm pretty slow in my older years, so I don't run and gun as good as you do. And so (laughs) a 70-yard shot, not that I plan on taking it, but I have the capability of doing it if I want to. Yeah. Now, my girls, Ava, 7, Zoe, 4, I've got them set up with a 410. I got them a little TriStar Automatic. I think it's a Viper, right? Shoots 3-inch TSSs. And they actually just scored this past Sunday morning here in Virginia and uh, on a pair of Jakes. Doubled up. It was really cool deal. Um, Ava shoots the first Jake. We didn't even know the second one was there, right? And this was decoyed. We decoyed them in. We set up a blind because they're obviously they're small they move around a lot and a lot of people don't know that turkeys see really well like you touched on right yeah the slightest amount of movement now you would think a big blind at the edge of the field a turkey would be like that doesn't belong there but they didn't care right (laughs) the smartest birds can be the dumbest birds right am i wrong on that or is that something you've experienced no they these turkeys will they'll see you walking through a field 800 yards away, but you're sitting in a blind at five feet and they, and they don't care. It's just that, that sudden movement, man. They're, they're so methodical in the way that they walk and, and move and do their thing that they just don't like surprises. That's the thing with turkeys. If, if you can kind of get in a position where you don't have to surprise them, even, even if they're walking away, you know, they don't have eyes in the back of their head. Sometimes it seems that way, but you're able to sneak up on turkeys. I've killed a lot of birds combat style popping up over a hill and there's turkey hunters that will say that's not real turkey hunting, but you know what I say, Stevie, and you know what you probably say too. We talk about this. Yeah. Whatever you like to do in hunting that's legal go ahead and do it. And it ain't illegal to bushwhack a bird. Oh, no, no, absolutely not, man. If it's, if it's legal and ethical, do it. And anyone else that says differently, they can pound sand. I mean, I don't want to be rude about it, but at the same time, like there's too many people in this world that would rather bring you down than lift you up. Right. And we don't need those people. Uh, we pray for them. That's what we do. And, I agree, my man. And and I think, you know, I don't know what it is. It's it's some kind of competitive nature or something. But guys, we should be in the outdoors enjoying it, finding happiness out there. The minute somebody tells you I killed a bigger buck than you, my turkey had longer spurs, walk away from that person, man. Like it's that's not what it's about. Did you enjoy the hunt? Yep. Did you have a good time out there? Did you find happiness in God's creation? That's why we're out there. Yep. Brody, I really appreciate your time today. We covered a lot of good material, and I think there's so much more that we need to talk about, right? So let's just go ahead and have you back next week on uh, next week's episode. And to all of our listeners, we really appreciate your love and support, and we just want to say keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do.